What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host, Drew Agnew, and the doors to episode 160 are open. This week on the show, we're talking about an actual interesting Nintendo Partner Direct that contained Monster Hunter. Nintendo 3DS is being discontinued, and we finally got our hands on the Mario 3D All-Stars. The talk all about that is my best mate, Bryce DeWitt. Hello there. How we going, Brycey? Oh, I'm good, mate. You know, just just cruising. 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 Getting through the week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm not really cruising. I'm it. sort of like bouncing. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's more like Rough Rock Road, but you know. Yeah. That, that, that's that's pretty much what you're going to get out of me is mm. I'm cruising. So you said Rough Rock Road. All I'm imagining now is like Rocky Road. That's just made me kind of hungry. Um, I'm imagining Rough Rock Road, the road that is actually just outside of town called Rough Rock Road. Yeah. 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 It's got that name for a reason. Yeah, it's pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, it used to be until they actually like paved it. Yeah. And it was weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Right. Just wonderful stuff. Uh-huh. It is. So That's right. last week we had a bit of a, a bit of a, a tiff, Bryce. We did. Um, over a pizza, over whether our little pizza bed, whether uh, Breath of the Wild 2 was actually coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through through both of our sort of stubbornness, we've agreed to shake hands and uh, split the pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was sort of through a um, through a suggestion in our Discord. Well, yeah, we did we did uh, like a a big chat about it, I guess. <laughs> and it sort of went like either way of people being like, "Oh, come on, that's like hairline inches away from being dead on." And then it's like, "Well, it's not because it's not the exact thing." And so it was sort of like a fairly, fairly split thing. Oh, I don't know if it was split, but yeah. Anyway. I haven't, I haven't checked social. <laughs> I deleted my social media stuff to take a break. So I it haven't was, checked things in a while. It was that, it was that bigger discussion. It was that it, it split the community in two. It, and it, I don't know if we can ever go t- uh, back to how it was. I don't think it was that <laughs> dramatic. It's a, a massive event. But um, through uh, Delfino Durance, they said, why don't we just have a pizza party? And I thought, you yeah. know what? We're doing this for fun, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. The pizza yeah. bit. It's just a bit of fun. But you know what sounds more fun? A pizza, a pizza party. party. Yeah. So I'm going to put it to um, anyone who's listening to the show, part of our community, that whether we do a pizza party, whether it's just like a Zoom call and we all chill out, play games, or we do it as like a an episode or something where we actually do it live on Twitch. Mm. I'll leave it up to the guys in the Discord and everything to uh, decide what we do. They have been a part of this pizza journey, after all. Oh, yes, yes, the I pizza have. journey. Yeah. That's and right. uh, we've got to talk about the other elephant in the room as well. Oh, there is an elephant in the room. Uh, this is like one of the first episodes we've recorded with another man in the room. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, Daniel Treadray. He's been on the show before, but he's uh, taking a behind-the-camera approach this week. Yeah. Howdy do, producer Dan on the camera. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, see? <laughs> Just Dan. So we could be like, a, you know, like the big podcast, Joe Rogan, the IGN podcast, all that type of thing. Like we can go, excuse me, producer, chuck up something on the thing that doesn't exist behind us and uh, you've got no control. So you can't actually do that. No, no, we can't. He's moving the camera towards me at the moment and I'm concerned he's really moving into my pores. I'm a bit dehydrated at the moment. <laughs> really not on my top form. Didn't shave. No, neither um, did I. Mm, I didn't know mm. this was happening until about 10 minutes before I got here. So, oh, it was a few hours, I told you. Oh, uh, yeah, but in, <laughs> in relative time of me having to actually complete tasks, I hadn't had much time to think about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So anyway, yeah, uh, Dan's here. He's actually doing a uni project and he's um, doing a little documentary on us about four minutes or so. It's beautiful. So, Dan, can anyone from the show eventually see this? Is this going to be able to go up anywhere? Uh, or It may be uploaded to a, dis- a hidden YouTube link at some point, which will be spread in the Discord. Okay, okay. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right, I'll put it in Discord if, for if people. You, if yeah. you care to see my behind-the-scenes poor shooting. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be brilliant. He, liter- he literally rocked up with this massive camera, which uh, it looks like Channel 9's here to record us all. And that's what I said when I walked mm. in. I put it up on Twitter because I was just like, holy shit. Like, he said he's bringing a camera. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he's got a nice little camera. But wow. <laughs> it's yeah. a massive camera. Wow. It's almost intimidating. It is. It. He's like pointing at Look us. Look at it. Jesus. I'm having to stare off with it. But I can't win a blinking contest. No. I mean, if, that, if the camera's blinking, um, it's probably- The, the, the Bryce and the camera just lost. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. You owe the camera a pizza. <laughs> There's no bet made. Oh, no. Don't question the camera, bros. <laughs> It'll turn on us. Jesus you know Christ. how powerful AI is now? <laughs> no. Yeah. If there's artificial intelligence in that thing, I'd be a bit scared. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. Yeah. Could be like how, how, uh, how 3,000, 9,000. I can't remember what thousand it was. <laughs> it's you one know. of them, yeah. yeah. Either from The Simpsons or from the movie. Mm. Yeah. Whichever one. <laughs> So, yeah. What are you doing, Drew? I'm just recording a podcast with Bryce. Excellent. Yeah, wonderful. So, this week, Bryce, we uh, finally got our hands on Mario 3D All-Stars. We did. Um, Personally, I've only sort of dabbled in Mario 64. My plan is just to go through chronologically throughout the games. Yeah, me too. um, I'm going to go through and, like, just beat them. I'm not going to 100% them. At least, like, to start off with, I might go back and do it eventually. But that's not the plan so far. So, yeah, I've just jumped into Mario 64. What about yourself? Have you gotten into any of the other games as well? Or you're just no, I'm, doing a similar thing? I'm coasting through 64 and doing 100% level by level. Simply yep. because it's not hard. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like uh, like going back to this game probably about the sixth time in my life is probably not something that I'm too concerned about doing yeah. you know, at a slow pace. Like, it's it's pretty quick. Um I took a break for a couple of days because I've been busy, but um, I know that uh, Barry not only caught up to me, but also 120. <laughs> did he? Like yesterday, yeah. He did it within like one or two days. Mm. Yeah. Which is doable, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially it, when you know what you're doing, yeah. Here's the thing is like we perceive these games uh, that are that old at this point to be long ga- longer games than what they actually are. And then these days, like the cakewalk in comparison to what we're playing these days, I feel. So it's sort of just like, you know, Banjo, I'll finish in like seven hours or this I'll probably finish in, you know, probably about 10 just yep. because of the sheer amount of collectibles and the amount of times it boots you out of a level and then forces you to go back in. Mm. Yeah, I sort of got reminded about how uh, long it's been since I played it. Mm. Like, it doesn't feel that long ago, but it would have been over 10 years since I've played it. Yeah. I know for people it would have been like... Close to probably twenty five years <laughs> when it like pretty much came out. Yeah, like that for me. That for me is more like Jesus eleven, probably about seventeen years. I think mm. you know since I since I last played Mario sixty four specifically, not the DS version. Yeah, yeah, yeah very long time ago now. Mm. Yeah, because there's like some things where I'm like, oh, where is this or what is this or mm. like I sort of forgot. Oh yeah, then you sort of figure it out or yeah. Biggest problem is the coins, like by far. The most annoying thing in the game is getting a hundred coins. Yeah, and then like, I I I went into uh, the haunted mansion, mm. and I was adamant to just get it out of the way on the first star because I hate that level so much. 
and anybody that knows that piano can testify. Um, yeah. And I was I was determined. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get the hundred coins, get that out of the way first thing as soon as possible because I know it's going to be the most annoying thing because half the half the stars in that level are killing booze. So I'm just like, well, that's not hard, but I need to get the coins out of the way. And uh, yeah, it, I, I got to a point where I'm like, I literally can't find any more coins. Where the hell am I going to find the last five coins I need? And then I managed to kill like a book thing that comes out of the bookshelves that, you know, is not visible unless you go in there. So you don't even think about it. Mm. I managed to kill it, get the last five coins. I'm like, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> and then, yeah, moved on from that. So I'm still going to get through some of that level. But that's that's about where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the things that stood out to me, like, I never remember thinking about this as a kid or uh, whatever, but just like the camera, the camera controls were actually like sort of bothering me a little bit. They weren't, they weren't making me go like, oh, I can't get the camera right. But I'm like, oh, I've been like, before you get it exactly where you want it to do a certain jump or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's like one of, I guess, uh, just revisiting the game. That's kind of the only thing that uh, stood out to me, but. Yeah, so this is one of my favorite games. So it's really nice to actually go back to it and have it in HD in that officially. I do just want to make note of that, though. It's so much easier to control the camera now as in comparison to was on an N64 controller. Yeah, yeah. C course, buttons yeah. suck. Yeah. Like they always, <laughs> they, they always did. You know, there's no lying about that. Yeah. A great choice for jumping in uh, Smash Bros. 64. You got four options. You can- <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got like, four oh, which- buttons to do it. It's like, you know, you die. Oh, well, I had so much choice. I got paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know what button to press. Didn't know what button to press. Down C or up C or left C. Or just up on the control stick. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Mm. There's too many jump buttons. So what do you think about the enhancements made to this version just through, obviously the main one is just in HD. That's pretty much the main thing. Apart from um, like button prompts and all that being obviously updated for the Switch to include like the plus button and all of that. But apart from that, it's just mainly like the HD um, upgrades. I think it. I think it's fine, but I think the the more frustrating thing about it is probably more to the point that it's the Shindo version. Yeah, and the Shindo version uh, that was not released outside of Japan until now. Like this is the first time we've seen it. Yeah. Um, and the problem with the Shindo version is you can't do anything fun with it, <laughs> like at all, like backwards long jumping and like glitches like that, just to. You know, if you're just like, mm. oh, stuff TikTok clock. I'm so sick of it. I'm just going to backwards long jump up the staircase and finish the last Bowser and be done with it. Yeah, you can't do that. Because yeah, like, that version is essentially the equivalent of like a patch pretty much to yep. stop just the glitches that a lot of speedrunners actually use to just get through the game without... Is it without any stars or just with minimal, like barely any stars? Uh, usually minimal. You, I think it's possible to do it zero star. Yeah, have yeah. to be. But um, like most people go for the minimal run, which is like just enough to get through um, two specific doors, I think it was, and then smash it out. It's, like, it's only like 17 stars or something along the lines. Right. It's, it's yeah. not a lot. Um, but it, it is kind of a shame because realistically, I think a lot of people pick this up thinking, oh, look, this is a new way to uh, start a new speedrun ladder on the Switch. Um, because let's be real, uh, Mario 64 has many of them, but none of them are really used on current generations. They're just emulated. Yeah. So it, it was, it was sort of just like, oh, you know, we could have any percent switch. We could have a hundred percent switch. We could have this and that and this and that, but sh- the Shindo version limits that like excessively. 
And that's, I think, a little bit infuriating because, as most people will know, uh, Super Mario 64 is one of the most speedrun games of all time. Mm. So it was it was kind of an exciting prospect of like, oh, look, you know, we'll be able to do that. But Yeah, I think that it... Like it's that that isn't something that personally worries me, and I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't worry about it as well. Um, outside of obviously the the hardcore speedrunners um, uh, community, but what um, it kind of begs the question. Like this is obviously a very bare bones collection. Like, could you imagine if they included a speedrunners mode for like all the games? It would for be example, good. like just like touches like that would have been really nice. And that's yeah. like, that's like the main criticism. If you're checking out reviews or other podcasters' opinions, it is very much like you know, this is very bare bones. There's not many added features. Even like looking at the Mega Man collection, like any of them, yeah, <laughs> like it's got concept art and all that. And could you imagine if they sat like for a collection like this, like Super Mario, it's the most important franchise uh, franchise in Nintendo's stable. Like you, know, you can make an argument, I guess, but I think it is. And well, technically, you've got three big giants for them, and that's Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon. I am, I, I am aware. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I argue that it's probably Mario or Pokemon at the top. You know, yeah. like Zelda's important, obviously. But, but, but yeah, but. yes, but but anyway, like they sh- they could have sat Miyamoto down, did like an hour interview, included it in this package, had concept art, had like you know speedrunner modes, like they could have like just packed this thing just full of like awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, it's not that no. And I think like most, uh, I I bought it digitally and physically, and I'm pretty sure you would have too. Yes. Oh, I um, I did forget to say that I ordered my copy, my physical copy. It's not coming until October 20th, for whatever reason. Jesus. Um, through Amazon. So thanks, mine's Amazon. A, mine's on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do have it digitally. Yep. Um, I got that, and uh, I did get that through Nintendo Australia. So I'm just gonna put that Bitch. out there as well. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. I spent $160. Oh, well, <laughs> you got karma Anyway. Um, yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I think I think the thing that's most alarming of concern is just like most most people will just buy these, right? Like, Oh, yeah, of course. There's, there's, they're, they're excellent games regardless of their own, right? You could package these things up as, as exactly as they were with no enhancements whatsoever and people will still buy them because they're excellent Mario games. You know, um, but I think the more telling problem is, is that these games were emulated before they even come out um, straight off the bat. So uh, somebody managed to get a copy of a copy of it and emulated it on PC pretty much immediately because all of these games are emulations, Mm, Um, which which is a little alarming. But it's also very telling just when launching the game that it has been sort of just made in a situation where it is slapped together on like an emulation. Like something about the quality about it literally just feels it. As soon as you see that start screen come up and it's like showing off all three games mm. and then it goes press plus or whatever, <laughs> that feels cheap. You know how it, you know how it plays the music as you're like about to go, woohoo, with the power star. It's like then the... That woohoo doesn't happen from Mario. It just was like, oh, <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Why did they include that? No, I know that's not that's that's you know it's not a criticism or anything. It's just something that stood out to me the first time I booted it up. I'm like, oh, feels like an iconic thing. It. Yeah, <laughs> and it just feels a bit sorely missed. But yeah, it does. It does feel that cheap, you know. And at the end of the day, the reason I I, I went and bought both copies is because I'm like, well, 
If I don't buy the physical version now, that's going to disappear forever and I'm never going to have a copy of it ever again. And mm. I plan to keep my Switch collection. So when the eShop does officially die, going to be able to download it again is not going to be a thing. So you'll be able to read you still be able to re-download it. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is like in yeah. the future yeah. when the sh- because we've already had a Nintendo shop shut down before. Oh, oh yes, when the servers are gone, you mean yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it could yeah. very much happen again. Oh, and absolutely, yeah. When that happens, this is gone, and it's like a perfect way to play three classic 3D Mario games. Uh, but at the same time, I want to keep that in as good as condition as possible. So I'm like, well, <laughs> yep. I'll buy the digital version just to play now and then hold on to that. Yeah. So, um, but... I think, what- I think so many people are doing that too. Like, they, they'll be double dipping oh. very well Nintendo just for what they've done. And, I mean, I think that is that is the thing is because of the six-month lifespan of this thing, um, it is sort of like, well, do I drive... That has been my driving decision. Do I spend $160 getting both physical and digital so that I've got a bit of security just in case one or the other dies and I can't get it back ever again? Mm. Or, you know, what do I do here? So I, I just bit the bullet. I'm like, all right, well, I pre-ordered digital the very mo- uh Sorry, physical the very morning. I bought digital the night before. Uh, part of my decision in that was I'm not sure if my package is going to show up tomorrow. It's probably going to show up Monday and it's not really good enough. I need it for the podcast. So I got digital anyway, and then I'm like, ah, shite. It turned up on the day, like yeah. in the afternoon. Like just the, the general consensus talking to people and people discussing this game, everyone feels very similar. Like, we are suckers. I, I bought it. I've also I got it, it twice. Yeah, I've also bought it twice. I acknowledge that it's minimal effort, but, you know, it's, it's Mario. They got us. Well, we, lo- we love the... Those games. Just think. I think. I think the best way to look at it is look at uh, the original All Stars collection, and like what that game means for the SNES. Like a lot of people know that collection, even oh, yeah. though it was just it was just a pack in for consoles for the most part. So um, knowing how important that collection was was sort of just like, well, this is the 3D version. We've got a bunch of 3D games here. We have all the major main 3D Mario's on the Switch now, except for Galaxy Two. But let's not. Talk about that. (laughs) It doesn't exist. Anyway. Apparently um, not. No, apparently not. (laughs) But, you know, it it is... Well, the main concept of each 3D Mario is now on the Switch. Um, And that's that's a pretty pretty important thing. And, you know, you can get a lot of of good out of these games. Any collection, in my opinion, and I've stated this on the show before, uh, any collection uh, you can buy is generally a good buy. And that's, that's the same for Rare Replay, Master Chief Collection, whatever. All those bundles, like typically, they're they're a good value for money because you get a good amount of times out of worth of them. You get a few games out of them with different experiences, yep. and even if it does feel a bit cheap, like it is pretty much worth the time. The only thing that really does annoy me is that six month limit because now it's forced me to shelve one hundred and sixty <laughs> bucks instead of just eighty. Yeah, and your kids are so hungry. Because you, you made those purchases, <laughs> they're not hungry. Leave me alone. They know how to eat. Bugs off the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of cockroaches in the house at the moment, oh so they're right. God. But no, for real. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 was, I was just sort of like, well, there you go. There's my $160 purchase. <laughs> Woohoo. Woohoo, as Mario would say. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for making me money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for making me money. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a long wait. We've been talking about it that long and 
Um, there it is. We're playing it. <laughs> yeah. And that's what we got to say about it. And I'm sure we'll yeah. talk about it more as we surf through them. But like, yeah. And as, as you said earlier, it's sort of starting off with one, going to the next, going to the next. Yeah. I feel like for me with Mario 64, it's like I've played this game hundreds of times. I've beaten it like a good handful of times, both on DS and 64. So going back to it, it's just a, you know, a nice little treat. Um, just playing around Bob on battlefield, just having a blast. But uh, Mario Sunshine is really going to be like, it's going to be probably like half a new game for me. Like realistically, being able to play that. I love Mario Sunshine. Yeah. So I'm looking, I'm, I am generally looking forward to that. Mm, it's a yeah. really good game. And, uh, and uh, Mario Galaxy as well. I'm, you know, it's been years since I played that as well, and that's a favorite of mine. So I, w- I would like to go back and one hundred percent them all, but to be honest with you, I'm not mm. sure I'm going to go back and one hundred percent probably um, Sunshine. Yeah, because blue coins suck and they're unique to every level, it's hidden everywhere, and waste of my time. I think <laughs> it's bad enough with Galaxy Galaxy that I have to finish the game twice to get no, the, you, the proper thing, and I've already bought, done. You bought that the before. game twice. You can at least. 100% the game once, Bryce. I'm not, I'm not 100%ing, <laughs> I, I'm probably not 100%ing Sunshine. It depends. It depends. It really depends if I like go via guide and then it's just like, hey, it's not that bad. But knowing my experience with the blue coins before, I'm like, mm, I think I'm good. And I, you don't get much for it. So yeah. Sunglasses, maybe. Sweet. Sun, sunglasses and a holiday shirt. I think is like what you get for doing it. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cool reward. It's a skin, I guess. I mean, Mario 64, it's like, Get to meet Yoshi. Yeah. Here's some lives. It's like wow, and and a and a unique triple jump, yeah. which was still cool. Yeah, no, that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was the dopest thing ever when I was a five year old. <laughs> I was like, holy crap, he jumps different. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Mm. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, yeah, Super Mario uh, sixty four DS. That's when you get the last rabbit for for uh, the mini game. Mm. Yeah, like, no Yoshi up there because you are him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I really wanted to be like you know they redesigned Yoshi to be like more stood up, but I wanted to get to the top of the castle and have a like old, old fashioned Yoshi, which, oh, had like yeah. a, which had like a back problem because Mario keeps riding him. God, I love I lo- I I think back to that Yoshi at the top of the castle, and I'm just like, holy shit! Like, How why? times have changed. Why are you up here? You would have been so useful getting all of these power stars. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, except for the ones that take like literally like five seconds to get. It's just like walk in this direction, ground pound this spot. Aha, uh-huh, yes, beautiful. But I, no. I did it. Yeah, yeah. And then you got the levels like, I don't know. You could use them as a sacrificial in uh, the lava the lava world. Yeah, it would have become in very handy there. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, you know the whole jump off a Yoshi trick. Mm. Mm. Instead he stood at the top of the t- top of the castle looking derpy as all hell. He's probably s- terrified. He saw all of his cousins and brothers and that just be sacrificed. He's like, fuck this, I'm staying up here. <laughs> Can't blame him either. No. Anyway, Bryce, um, let's move into some news, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, Dan, uh, producer Dan, how's the show going so far back there? He's giving us the okay do you, do you song. Do you think I've got the footage I need? He's got the footage he needs. Especially some that. tight close-ups of his beautiful face. No, you haven't got the shirtless... Uh, Shots yet, Dan. You just keep that camera rolling, mate. <laughs> the House of Mario uncut. Oh. 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 Would you watch that, Bros? Oh, no. <laughs> just ourselves. It's like, oh. This is a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! Is that all? I fight for my friends. Like Barney, still. 
didn't pull it on me today. I didn't pull it on you today. Good boy. That was pretty funny last week. It was. High <laughs> <laughs> five, my friend. Uh, so, Bryce, there was a Nintendo Partner Direct um, on the 17th yes, uh, last week. And they actually gave us a few days heads up for this one. The last couple, they've just been like, hey, here it is. I missed it completely. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just been like, uh. Because I haven't had social media for the last week. Yeah. So, I, I missed it. I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, that was the thing. That Has happened. it been nice? Huh? Not having social media? Yeah, kind of. It's been quiet. I watched a, a documentary on uh, Netflix about social media. And it's kind of, it's like, you finish it being like, oh, God. It's pretty scary. It's all stuff you sort of understand about social media, but, but wow. Yeah, just, huh? yeah. It's been quiet. I mean, I've still got Facebook Messenger for obvious reasons, but. To yeah. message. Well, yeah, because it's, it's all Facebook is really useful these days is the messenger. Yeah. So. Um, so before the direct happened, there was a rumors that a new Monster Hunter would be announced. And it was. Uh, Bryce, yeah. did you catch up much on Monster Hunter Rise? Yeah, there was two Monster Hunters announced. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Rise, Rise looks good. It does, yeah. It does. It looks really good. It's what I've been waiting for for a fair while, an actual Switch Monster Hunter, not just a 3DS port. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of hoping that it sort of holds true to some of the, like, the more, uh, I guess, gritty mechanics of world rather than mm. rather than the blocky mechanics of the old ones. That would be nice. Yeah. Because Monster Hunter, it's like I bought uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate on 3DS. And it's always, it's been a series that I wanted to get into. But on 3DS, I just couldn't get into it. It was just the graphics didn't hold up enough for me to like really invest myself into it. Um, and Monster Hunter World, I really wanted to get into it. And I actually like, you know, I've I've got it via Game Pass. You know, someone was kind enough to give me a code on Steam. Like I've got it. It's just for a, a game like that, I just I just kind of kind of really wanted it on Switch. And I'd like... You, being, should, you should still play it on PC when you get yeah, a nice I, PC. Yeah, I've got to play it on my... I don't have a PC at the moment, but I've got to play it on my laptop. Um, it's an absolutely gorgeous game that game mm. yeah is it too late to get into that with the content sort of coming to a stop with no, that game no such thing really no such thing cool no. um, so just a bit of a a write up on Monster Hunter Rise so this is the latest entry in the action RPG series uh, finds players battling fearsome monsters and reaching new heights uh, prepare to be transported to the colourful uh, Kamara village, a new serene mountain locale where players will experience unique cultures and uh, innovate hunting technologies. Using a special insect called the Wirebug, players will be able to grapple themselves in any direction, making it possible to scale towering cliffs and structures. Uh, all combat areas within each quest are seamlessly uh, connected, Allowing oh. exploration of the vast and vertical landscapes with no loading times, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and that's that's a very nice uh, thing to well, it's, it's, have on Switch. But that's what I meant. Especially, yeah, that's what I meant by world. It's like having stuff like that. That's what that that's what it needs going mm. forward. Yeah, Monster Hunter Rise launches on for Nintendo Switch on March twenty sixth, two thousand and twenty one. Additionally. A deluxe edition will be available, which offers the full game and bonus DLC. Pre-ordering the ba base or deluxe version will in will unlock bonus in-game items like laid armor and more. Players will be able to get more in-game extras with Monster Hunter Amiibo accessories. Three standalone Amiibo accessories will be available exclusively at GameStop locations in the US, EB Games in Canada, and assumably EB Games in Australia as well. And uh, yeah, so that's just their little press statement there. So personally, I'm really excited for this. I'll probably, I don't know what the go will be with the deluxe edition 
digitally. I assume it will just be available as normal. But I think I'll get the deluxe edition, so I'm already set up with the season pass to get into it. Yeah. Um, because, like, you know, if you just get the game and if you're not actually, like, getting the new content, you're probably um, I mean, not playing through it that much. But The only time it actually matters is if, like, they really... Because all the content is pretty much free unless... Mm. Unless it's an expansion and then on top of that you get expansion content. That's like a different thing. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but I think just out of the gate, I think there's a lot of people that I've talked to that are excited about this, like pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, having having something like that portable, and I've said it before, having something like world portable is awesome. And I love the thematic of it, the way they've sort of gone with the more sort of like traditional Asian sort of style uh, with the monsters that we missed in World, uh, stuff like uh, Mizuzune, uh, I think it's called, and um, just the the new monsters that were shown off, they were in, they're inspired off of folklore, um, mm. particular folklore like the crane and stuff like that. Um, so that that in general, oh, and the hounds, dude. Yeah, so the they're, hounds. They're called uh, palamutes. Yep. So we got palicos and palamutes. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Like you can ride them. You can you. They basically allow you to travel a lot faster without uh, using stamina, mm-hmm. which is cool. You can go up cliffs and all that type of thing. And um, just having the, the wire bug ability too would be really nice just getting around. Mm. Um, I guess it's a similar, I know it's a kind of a trite comparison uh, in 2020, but, you know, Breath of the Wild, you'd be like, you know, I want to go up there. You can go up there and you've got the abilities to do that now. Well, see, World had World had similar mechanics to them both of them, but I feel like they're being expanded more so that they can be used more or less anywhere. Right. So uh, Palamutes before uh, we just had trail riders and they were basically monsters you could pref- uh, could befriend that were just like local fauna um, and you could use them to mount and they'd fight and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had, uh, God, I can't remember the exact name of them now because I've got wire bugs stuck in my head, but you could find them around the place and they'd be hanging off like tree branches and stuff like that. And they were really handy if you used them correctly because you could use them to mount monsters and stuff like that. Mm, cool. um, in a very similar way with your grappling hook, you go whoop and then, you know, yeah. jump and uh, reach <laughs> reach particular areas or climb or climb and scale cliffs and stuff like that faster. And yeah, it's 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 basically just an expansion of that system. And I think that in, an, in itself is exciting. And the fact of getting it portable and it's going to be seamless is awesome. Yeah. So if you want some amiibo to go along, you can get a, an amiibo of the Palamute, the Palico, and uh, Magnum Mello, which is like the main monster in this game. Yeah. Which is going to yeah. be like, I guess, the, the big bad. The big bad you're going to be hunting down at the end, I assume. Mm, yeah. Should be cool. So, yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm hoping this will be the the big, uh, the big monster hunter the Switch needs. I think it will. Yeah. Like, I, I think um, just following off of how uh, Capcom is probably following off the success of World, I should rather say. Um, it is their highest selling game, Monster Hunter World. And yeah. I think it's made it pretty clear to them that they're just like, shit, well, if we're going to go forward, we really need to implement a lot of the stuff that World World has done for the game into our next titles. Um, and obviously, at, on Switch, we missed out on that. And this is our redemption game. Yeah. This is this is a, they talked about it a bit before, but um, they're going for the market uh, of Monster Hunter that they had back in the day with the PSP, where like a lot of teens would like have it in their pocket, you know, on the way to school, at school, 
collaborating and playing together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sort of them going after that market, whereas Monster Hunter World was, you know, I guess, uh, a little bit older, um, the console market, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, dude. Yeah, but it wasn't, it wasn't the only Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin was also announced. Which looks awesome. Yeah, so this is a follow-up to the 3DS game, which uh, looked fantastic. And um, I only sort of dabbled in it a little bit. I'm like seeing this, I'm like, oh, this looks great. I want to go back to the 3DS version and play through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but wouldn't have the time to do that. Probably won't happen. Just I'm, yeah. honest, I'm being honest with myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I played through about half of it, I think. Did you? Yeah. 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 And it was fun. Um, I just never got around to finishing it. That yeah. was that was sort of the thing. And I think this um, this one looks beautiful. And I think the story trailer was, uh, you know, really sort of inspiring. Yeah. And, and uh, there is like a, a similar concept. I, I'm not sure if it's already out. It probably should be because it was announced ages ago. But there's like a Monster Hunter Stories mobile type type deal that was the same thing. You know, Hunters oh, have yeah, their- yeah, um Yeah. Monster Hunter Monster Hunter Stories was on iOS. I don't know about Android, but it was like it's the same game. It was just in HD. Nah, different one. There was like a mobile-specific Monster Hunter. I can't remember exactly what it was. Have a different called. one, I yeah. But it, it's yeah. it's it's set in the same mindset of Monster Hunter Stories, where hunters have their own have their own companion monsters right. and stuff, rather than you know where it is. And I think like that's mm. probably like a really touching way to tell a Monster Hunter story, considering a lot of a lot of people get invested in the monsters more than anything else uh, in that franchise. Uh, but you spend most of your time killing them, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. You know, it is it is sort of like a nice way to sort of make a connection with the monsters that's not so aggressive. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like hunting in real life. Like, wow, that is very impressive. I'm going to go and kill it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what Monster Hunter is. And it's like, wow, that is a very big sword. Can I swing it? And it's like, yes, you can. <laughs> it's like in the tutorial of, uh, I think it was four. Like you just like, you go and attack these monsters, but don't even attack back. They're just living their life. And you're just like, Hitting them in the leg with your sword, mm-hmm. then you go and like take its parts. Not like, cool. Good on you, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess uh, the little summary of the press release for Monster Hunter Stories Two, uh, currently in development, Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin puts the players in the role of a monster rider who befriends iconic monsters from monster from the Monster Hunter series as they embark on an epic adventure together. More information about this story-based role-playing game uh, coming to Nintendo Switch in summer. 2021 will be revealed in the future so very cool yeah um i'll probably be looking into that whether it's a day one purchase i don't know but it's it it got my interest nevertheless yeah Uh, another big thing from the show that ori will of the wisps will be coming to nintendo switch um i mean you would yeah Yeah. it's one it's one of those games where it's like oh surely it's coming soon and um there was an industry uh insider which kind of let this uh let the cat out the bag in one of the discords I'm a part of. I'm like, okay, cool. Yep. And we're sort yeah. of like waiting for this to come out. It's like, oh, well, it didn't, didn't happen at this direct, didn't happen at this direct. And then it came out of this one. I think I think it was pretty obvious that it was sort of going to head that way anyway, considering we got Ori in the Blind Forest yeah. earlier on. And yeah, I, I think it was only sort of a matter of time that it did happen. I feel like Nintendo and uh, Microsoft's partnership is, is still is still pretty decent. Uh, even though we don't hear it as much socially these days. Um, and I think, you know, there's there's going to be more of this sort of working together here and there as time goes on. Mm, I'm sure. So I think I'll probably still play it on Xbox 
just because it's through Game Pass and I can save my money. Yeah. But I feel like if I if I really enjoy it, I'll want to give them my money on <laughs> Switch as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of these other ones we can move through pretty quick, Bryce. So uh, Fitness Boxing 2, um, the first Fitness Boxing sold over a million copies. Pretty Jesus. obvious. Pretty obvious they're going to go back to this. Um, there's a new trainer in there. Her name is Karen. It made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Disguise 6. This was a pretty big one. Uh, Disguise 6. Uh, Defiance of Destiny. Well, that's a name. Um, so, yeah, uh, big news for the Sky fans. Um, I've never been a Sky fan, but um, pretty cool. Um, and the Sky 6, it has a limited uh, free trial for Nintendo Switch Online members. So, if you want to be a part of that, go and download it and give it a go. Yeah. Uh, Hades is now out. It was at a uh, previous Indie Direct early in the year, but it was going to be coming to Nintendo Switch. It is now out. Um, that is a game that I want to pick up sooner rather than later. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And again, I, we had a discussion about it, I, I swear, a few weeks ago. How we were like, yeah, we know, did. Yeah. You know, Bastion and Transistor are brilliant games and it's made by the same lot. So, yeah. yeah. It's a great game, too. You know, being a roguelike. Oh, it looks, looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Empire of the Sun. So, I actually don't know what this is. I've forgotten. Uh, so, I'm going to read this. Uh, in this new strategy game, players enter the. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Uh, Enter the criminal underworld of uh, Prolifia era Chicago in the 1920s. It's up to players to hustle, charm, and intimidate their way to the top of the pile to do whatever it takes to stay there. Empire of the uh, Sin. Did I say Sun before? Yeah, you did. I did. Empire of Sin. I don't know why I said that. Empire of Sin. Yeah, I don't know why I said that at all. Um, For Nintendo Switch launches on December 1st and is available for pre-order at the moment. So, yeah. Um, didn't stand out to me that much. It's not really the type of thing I'm into, but hopefully it turns out to be a decent game. Uh, Sniper Elite 4 uh, was shown. Um, yeah. Didn't look too hot on Switch, but we'll see what reviews say about that one. Yeah, I don't think it probably will be too hot on Switch. Mm. Yeah. PG, uh, PGA Tour 2K21. Hooray. Uh, didn't look too hot on Switch either. It's a golf game. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not going to matter too much if it runs at 20 frames a second. I mean, it's not yeah. going to look pretty, but 20 frames. Yeah, whatever, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the long dark, and uh, actually, and Rune Factory Five was shown as well. Yeah, that um, was the other big thing. Yeah, yeah this was announced. Was it late last year? It must have been late last year. It was in a Nintendo Direct. So, mm. um, yeah, it looks um, looks pretty good. Yeah. Nice little anime uh, game to play. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Even though we've got a, we've got a pretty good feed of Japanese culture right there, like in, in throughout the entirety of it for the most part. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Monster Hunter games. and Yeah. So obviously the big thing to take out of that is probably Monster Hunter for most people. Big time. Yeah. yeah. Like Rise is going to be awesome. Mm. I reckon. So yeah. that's on my wish list. Beautiful. Yes. And uh, the last bit of news, Bryce, since we've sort of... Uh, Wrapping up the show a bit earlier today so you can have a good sleep for tomorrow. You've got to have a good sleep. You've got to have a good sleep. Got to have a good sleep. Big day. Big day tomorrow. So, um, and I actually want to discuss this in Reggie's rec room as well because this is a you know a pretty big thing. So, Nintendo has discontinued the Nintendo 3DS system. Hmm. And Nintendo has now discontinued the popular Nintendo 3DS system. The Japanese website says, out of production on each Nintendo 3DS product page, the North American Nintendo website has erased all mention of the system. It seems that Nintendo is now completely focused on the Nintendo Switch. And it doesn't come as much surprise that, uh, you know, we they talked about in previous uh, financial callings and all that, that all the focus is now 
being turned away from 3ds um we saw you know remakes of mario rpgs and that's and warioware and that was coming to switch off oh, 3ds sorry in the late 2018 um and now all the focus is on switch because that is where the money is yeah that's right yeah um but nevertheless the 3ds was um a fantastic system absolutely um i had so much fun with it over the last almost a decade and uh, I just want us to go through some of maybe some of our favorite games that we enjoyed on the system. Um, Sounds like a good idea. So I've got a good old Wikipedia up here, Bryce. Um, so let's talk about sort of maybe like the launch of the Nintendo 3DS. So it came out in March 2011. And how, how do you remember feeling about the 3DS? Obviously, the launch lineup was bare bones. There wasn't a whole lot to look forward to. I was still excited anyway. Yeah. Like, I, I was just over the moon, just excited about it because... The DS was such a good console. Yeah. Like, you know, and to get a direct follow-up to that, couldn't really couldn't really go wrong, really. Yeah. I guess. Do you remember what you picked up on launch day? Uh, I, I remember you, like, left school at lunchtime to go to EB Games to pick it up. Uh, Rayman 3D. 3D, yeah. Was that your uh, only launch game? I think it might have been, actually. Yeah, so that was my launch game as well, Rayman 3D. Um, and I, I remember I ordered it through Dick Smith's because I had a killer deal on it. It was like 60 bucks off with a free game included. So I was like, yes, I'll do that. And it, um, I remember being like really disappointed that, oh man, it you know didn't come on launch day. But then I went to the PO box and there it was. So I'm like, yes. I went home and like you know, fired it up and put the 3D slider all the way to the top. And I'd... I'll, I'll never forget this moment. It just stands out so much. Like I've never used 3D in my life except for maybe like maybe going to the cinema once or twice, mm. but like never like on a small screen, like in your house. So I, f- I just turned it right up and I was playing for probably like 20 minutes. My eye just like started spasming. Like it's like, it just like, you know, I'm like, oh my God. Like I had to like turn it, like turn it off. I'm like, oh my God. Cause my muscles in my eyes were just not used to the 3D. No. Um, yeah. you know, and that didn't happen after that. Like, you know, I used it maybe halfway and adjusted it and whether different games obviously did it better than others. Um, probably Rayman 3D wasn't, you know, correctly set up for it because it was a port of a, I'm not sure what version they used for the port. I'm going to say just like the PS2 version or something. Uh, the Great Escape. Because uh, it was on, it was on Dreamcast, PS2. GameCube? No, it was actually 64. Was it? Yeah, it was on 64, yeah. Yeah, because the GameCube wasn't out quite yet. Okay. It might have been the 64 version then. Yeah. I don't think... And, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> so that was that was my first game, and I, play, I played through that. and um, I guess... Uh, yeah, there's the... Because I remember at E3 2010, they just, like, really blew their load with... <laughs> no, Oh, yuck. Um, <laughs> just like with all, all of the uh, sort of games that they announced for it, like they shown like, you know, Paper Mario, Luigi's Mansion, Mario Kart 7, like they just, or Animal Crossing. And a lot of those games, they're still like two years or three years away. Didn't seem for a long time. But um, at the time they made it seem like, oh, this is going to be a great launch. There's like 20 games I want. Like there's literally 20 games. I'm like, hey, I'll pick that. I'll pick that up. And uh, nothing came out. <laughs> not, not no. even the port of Ocarina of Time at, at launch. No. So they had uh, Pilot Wings, uh, which was just uh, the the flying mode from Wii Sports Resort ripped out and put like jetpacks and a few other things in it. Um, and I enjoyed that for what it was. It was not worth 60 bucks, but it was fun. 
and it's you know launch time so and they had a street fighter 4 as well and that was fun i remember you picked that up whenever did you play it a whole lot on 3ds i played it like a fair bit but um yeah, played, it, played it a little bit yeah yeah street fighter like it just it isn't necessarily my thing so i never like really got into it but i put like a i dabbled in like the the sort of casual mode where you can just do the combos just by touching panels on the bottom screen. I appreciate that. Just like Hadouken, Hadouken, just like pressing again and again. Like you don't have to do any uh, any <laughs> no. type of combo. No, no. Um, so that was fun. Lazy mode. Yeah. And that was a great demonstration of the 3D as well, just with the diorama effect on a fighting game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, what was next? Yeah, so Ocarina of Time 3D. That was probably one of the big Nintendo games to finally come out. A favourite of yours finally being remastered. I got, it, I got it a week before you did. Did you? Yes, I did. I can't remember. Because I went to EB Games when they were still in uh, oh, yes, the other yes, marketplace. Yes. And I'm just like, can I just pick this up now? <laughs> Ocarina of Time, for fuck's sake. And dude's just like, yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> oh, times, have, times have changed. I'm like, what can I honestly spoil about Ocarina of Time? Honestly, like, just get, get, I'm just like, can I just have it? I really don't want to have to come back up here in like a week's time when I'm a school student to come pick it up yeah. and I don't have a license. So I have to get somebody to drag my ass up here. And he's just like, oh yeah, whatever. It's not enough time. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're not spoiling much. I'm like, no. Because yeah. yeah, EB games at the time, they used to be notorious for that. Just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we'll let you take it. But doing it now, they'll they'll never do it now. It's too risky just with the internet. Like you, you go home and put it on Twitter and EB Games is in the shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's just like, couldn't there just be like a uniform thing where people are just like, let's just not leak games if we get them early. How's that sound, guys? So I'll, I'll sign a contract. I won't put a screenshot on Twitter. I promise. I promise I won't. Yeah. You know, just make it simple for everyone. And then that way, some of us can walk into the shop, and then we'd be like two days before release date, and just like in examples, in examples of us where we live like 30, 45 minutes away from the nearest shop, <laughs> we're just like, look, I don't want to come back here in two days, man. Can I just pick up the game now, honestly? And you know, nothing's going to be posted online. And it's just like, oh, yeah, all right, cool. I wish we could do that. And we're just walking out, but we're going to talk about it on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Got him. Beautiful. Uh, so, and later in that year, um, they announced uh, Mario 3D Land coming, uh, you know, uh, a new 3D Mario game coming to the system. And I absolutely loved 3D Land. I liked it better than 3D World. I probably do too, just for just where I was at that time. And playing that type of game on a handheld was just phenomenal as well. Um, just like the, the way they use the 3D is the best use of 3D on the system. And... It, like obviously talking about 3D on the 3DS, I completely forgot about the 3D. Like probably the last five years, I never use it. Nah, I don't think anybody did. No, no. Like, but you know, to start off with, I used it. You know, for the first couple of years, I was like always turning it up and down, and like it was interesting just to see what stuff looked like. And uh, you know, the screen was you know a pretty low res screen, but once you put the 3D effect on, it actually made it a bit more crisp. I found. Um, so yeah, playing that game was absolutely fantastic. It was one of one of my favorites on the system, and um, also that that year Mario Kart 7 um, came out and ultimately Which was an ultimately disappointing game yeah ultimately to me that was um, very disappointing it was just like you could tell that it was rushed out the 3DS was in I wanted in, it in, in trouble for Christmas right yeah. yeah the 3DS was in trouble it needed it needed games and so with the release of Mario Kart 7 and Mario 3D Land 
um, that is really what pushed that system off the ground. Like the Vita, the Vita was actually look, looking at the time that it was going to threaten the 3DS. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And they released, Nintendo released those two games. They punched the Vita in the face. The and then v- that was it. The Vita never recovered and the 3DS took off. Yeah. And that's all it took was two yeah. Mario games. And that, <laughs> from then on, Sony's, I reckon Sony's probably just given up on the handheld market. They've just realized yeah, they, they can be have, outdone yeah. by like two games. Yeah. It's just like, what did they have? What did Vita have on launch? They had like Uncharted. The Vita actually had a great launch. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it had it- like Uncharted, Gravity Rush, I think. Gravity Rush in the in the Japan. It came out June 14th, my birthday in Australia, yep. which was cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I remember it. What else did it have? Um, it had Big Planet. Uh, no, I didn't have Little Big Planet. That was later in the year. It had uh, Delta Stardust, which is one of my favorite arcade games. Mm-hmm. Um, it did have a lot. It had Wipeout. Had like a, it had like probably the best PlayStation launch, except for maybe the PS5 launch, if you if you want to include that just yet. But yeah, no, it has a great had a great launch. That's why a lot of people sort of you know were like oh looking at like the Sony system being like oh this has games and Nintendo one doesn't. But then you know it sh- it shows you that like I think price point I think price point of the Vita that was still like like three hundred and something no four hundred. Yeah, it's uh, it was four hundred in Australia. It was yeah. the same price as the three DS. It was stri- uh, how much was it in the US? It was two fifty. The three DS was two fifty in the states, and the Vita was three hundred. So I was like, only, only like you know, fifty bucks more. No, yeah. which yeah. at the time would have been a fair bit. In, yeah, yeah. Which I think like that combined with like the Nintendo going here's two games, people just like, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah, yeah. and it, it it sort of uh. Like Nintendo makes it, and they made it look pretty easy with like supporting like a handheld and a console. And obviously, some years either their console or their handheld really sort of suffered because of the other one getting more development time for certain games. But when you look at the Vita, um, just their studios are just were not equipped to also support a handheld. <laughs> like you know, like they never had like Naughty Dog or uh, Sucker Punch or like any of their sort of more prominent like big studios make games for it. Which yeah. is what a system needs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, um, then the Vita slowly died, and then the only reason to own one was P4 Golden, and now it's dead because it's on PC. <laughs> rest in peace, Vita. Yeah, rest in peace, Vita. Rest in peace, Vita. The main reason people wanted you was now on PC. <sighs> what a time! I can hear I can hear you in agony right now. <laughs> oh fuck! I actually yeah. Um. <laughs> It's like I miss my Vita. Uh, I don't really. It's in the drawer. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying you chucked <laughs> it away, but like you missed the potential for it. Mm. Yeah, and then they kind of just sunk it. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, so the Pokemon games on 3DS, Bryce, Pokemon X and Y, Pokemon Sun and Moon, and Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. I know that these aren't our necessarily our favorite set of Pokemon games. But it was a big thing sort of moving into 3DS. We were looking forward to the first 3D Pokemon games. This was a big moment for uh, the Pokemon franchise moving from uh, sprites into 3D. And uh, um, Pokemon X and Y, I, I thought it was a, a great game. It's just it, it was missing that crucial sort of uh, end-game content we quite like to um, talk about because we like continuing to play these games over time. And uh, missing that kind of stops us from doing that. Um, and Sun and Moon, don't talk about Sun and Moon, and uh, Pokemon Omega uh, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, um, remakes of my personal favorite 
my Pokemon games because Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire were my first because I, you know, that's that's how it seems to work with a lot of people. The first is their favorite. Um, and I, I, I really did enjoy them, but they ultimately fell a little bit short of what I would have hoped for. Mm, yeah. And I think, mm. I think a lot of that is preemptive expectation of the battle frontier and everything. Yeah. Mainly. Um, look, I think, I think those games were far better than what the first, well, the first two we mentioned were yeah. uh, X and Y and Sun and Moon. I think those games honestly can just be forgotten. Like they, they, they had some cool additions in terms of Pokemon and stuff like that, but you, okay. You beat X and uh, X or Y, whichever one with a single Pikachu. I did. Which proved that the difficulty in the series was becoming a bit of a joke. And then Sun and Moon had so much dialogue. I would argue had more dialogue than gameplay. In an RPG, which you know is mm. is is not uncommon, I suppose. But when you compare most RPGs uh, in the standard time frame, like I don't know Final Fantasy and stuff like that, some of those games have boss battles that last ages and ages, or you know grinding sessions that last ages and ages until you get to where you need to go. But those these the, those two games were just they just moved in a straight line, got you to finish, offered you nothing at the end. Like both of them, both of them yeah. did that. Yeah, that's a. I I just found I found myself like trying to um, pick up um, the ultra versions of the games and just having to stop and they talk and I'm just like all right, I'm just like finding myself just mushing a. I'm like because the the pre- like you know previous games you know they don't have like the most robust story or anything like that, but at least they let you get to a route and check it out. Yeah, rather than stop you to explain it, and then it's like there's not a whole lot there and. It's just way too slow for my liking. That's why I like Sword and Shield. At least, you know, there's a lot of talking from your rival and he battles you a lot. But um, really compared to those games, at least you can explore. But uh, the difference with RS, I think, is that RS, you know, held held most of it most of it intact for what it's worth. And then we didn't get the Battle Frontier, but we definitely got something else in, you know, running around and being able to catch different legendaries and stuff like that, which was an important and integral part to that that game's end game. Um, there, there's still reasons to pick it up today if you want to shiny hunt legendaries and stuff like that, and then you can put them mm. in Pokemon ga- uh, Bank and bring them to Sword and Shield. Um, whereas the other two games, I'd argue, there's absolutely no purpose to go back and play them whatsoever, realistically, yeah. if you've got Oras. Yeah, and uh, yeah, um, Alpha Sapphire was the the game where I finally got my uh, Pokemon living decks yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, Cause after like all the Pokemon go hype, I actually went back to the games in uh, 2016, two years after they came out and um, completed it and did heaps of shiny hunting and got pretty obsessed with it again. Mm. So yeah, I've got a, you know, I do have a bit of a soft spot for those games. Even though like if someone brings it up, I'll be, I'll be like, you know what? I wish it was more. But I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. Yeah, I think that's going to be a a common thing with the Pokemon series going forward. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> it's not what I want. It's not exactly how I'd like it, but it's fun for what it is. Yeah, um, New Super Mario Bros. Two. Um, they had a, a new mechanic in it where it's just like the coins are just Everywhere. bonkers and all that, and you know, it's it's very similar to what came before it. But um, at the time, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah. It was fun to play. it. Because um, I, I was such a big fan of New Super Mario Bros. on DS. So having uh, the second one on 3DS was a lot of fun to play. Um, Animal Crossing New Leaf. I yeah, play- everyone, I- every one of us tried to get into this. Like, 
vehemently, but we all sort of dropped off the wagon. Yeah. It wasn't like New Horizons where we really stuck it out. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, I played heaps of Wild World, absolutely loved the series, and I tried to, like, a lot of us had 3DSs as opposed to not all of us had DSs back in the day. So I'm like, all right, we need to play Animal Crossing, guys. This is a great series. You know, Street Pass and everything is just a great feature um, to really enhance this game in particular. So everyone played it for, like, two months and then fell off of it. And because of that, it also sort of dragged me off of it as well, I feel. I do feel like as well that, uh, you know, even New Horizons, New Horizons to some point, like I still think it was around about the same time frame, maybe about three months before I've like fallen off of it and been like, hmm, yeah, you know, I could put this down for a while. I've got way too much of the shit to play. Um, but in saying that, I feel like I achieved a lot more in New Horizons than I ever did in uh, New Leaf. I feel like New Leaf probably dragged on a bit too long for us to care. You know? Yeah, might have. Yeah. We're already sort of living like, our lives just coming out of just coming out of high school pretty much and um, sort of working on our own lives, let alone a virtual town that asks us to log in every day and then unlock the features like I would like to install a fountain here. Thank you. And, <laughs> you know, it was, it was kind of it was kind of just a bit of a drag on. We're too but, busy installing real fountains. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In our backyard. That's right. Yeah. From yeah. all the coin we're. Cashing. But by that we mean we found a sink of garbage and we're turning it into a fountain. Ooh. But my point my point being is that I feel like New Horizons sort of just did it more streamlined and better and it felt like you were getting somewhere day by day. Whereas New Leaf it didn't really feel like I was getting somewhere day by day at all. So I think it kind of just worked out in that scenario. Yeah. It was a good game, don't get me wrong. It was definitely, you know, a huge improvement for the series. It looks fantastic, but yeah. Um, unfortunately it was sort of those little menial tasks and us not having things like a regular commute or something like that to waste that extra 15 minutes on it or yeah we're in the country we've got to drive we've got to drive we've got no buses to catch that's right yeah (laughs) it's it was very much a commute game yeah uh this is a huge one for us bryce super smash bros 4 3ds Mm. uh i still remember when uh i got an email with codes yeah with with demo codes so Um, I think someone on Facebook or Twitter, I don't know, whatever social media it was saying, hey, I actually got uh, demo codes for Smash Bros out of nowhere. Apparently, Nintendo Australia are sending them out. So, I, in, like, you know, we were beyond hyped for Smash Bros for both 3DS and Wii U. Yeah. Uh, so, when I saw that, I just went, oh, oh, I log into my email and I'm like, please, please give them to me. I've spent a lot of money on you, Nintendo. Give, us, give me the codes. And there they were sitting at the top and uh, I gave you a code... Um, did I give Barry and Riley? Is that is that where I gave the codes to? I think so, yeah. And then I ended up getting then my own set of you codes. You got your codes as well, yeah. And I just handed them out to whoever wanted them, yeah. yeah. So at the end of the day, it's not like they were super exclusive, but um, it was really cool. So it was a demo that basically allowed you to play uh, matches for two minutes. Uh, I think items were turned on and you had access to four characters as a Mega Man, Mario, Link. And Pikachu, I think. And Pik- yeah, it was Pikachu, yeah. So you're very limited and, you know, I I played the crap out of this. Now. I think I literally, I don't know the exact time, but I, I played like 70 hours of the demo. I'm not shitting you guys. I think it was about 35 for me. Yeah, it might, it might have been that for me. But I remember just putting hours and hours into this demo because yeah. it was out um, a few months or a month or so before the actual game itself came out. So, and all you wanted to do was play the new Smash. So yeah. I just... 
I'm like, I am playing. That's all I played. Yeah. <laughs> it was the demo with four characters for Smash. Um, yeah, just just Smash on the 3DS. It was just, it was like playing a console game on your 3DS. Like yeah. just how, how they, that team got that game to run on 3DS. Didn't look as pretty as, obviously, as the console version, but it still looked great. It ran at 60 frames. It still had DLC. Yeah, yeah. Had, had all the DLC simultaneous with the, the Wii U version. Yeah. Um, yeah, just... Uh, Really great Smash Bros game. Awesome. Full of features. Had the best exclusive mode being Smash Run. Um, going through as a character and trying to kill as many enemies at once to get loot and, uh, you know, add to your uh, repertoire, like get trophies and all of that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a great game. Mm. Absolutely wonderful. And I actually wish Smash Run was included in the uh, the ultimate version on Switch. Yeah. I was kind of yeah. hoping that that was going to sort of move its way over because yeah. that, that was fun. It was, yeah. And yeah. like I wish it was on the Wii U version as well because Wii U version is ultimately the one we ended up playing when that came out a few months later in December. Mm. Didn't play the 3DS one a whole lot unless like we're out and we need to play it that way. Actually, that's how um, <laughs> I got reminded of this, of this the other day, but um, that's when I met my partner Chantel for the first time. Um, we were... We were like playing Smash 3DS at your place, and we heard a we heard of a party at a at a, a friend of ours. So we went there, and um, we I don't know what happened during the night, but we just we just ended up sitting in sitting in the kitchen playing Smash, playing Smash, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking bunch of nerds. Yep. And uh, I'm like, oh shit, I lost my stylus, and she's like, oh, is this yours? And that was my stylus. I'm like, oh, thank you, and that's, it was true love. It was true love. <laughs> She found my stylus, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful love. There's no, there's no sexual innuendo there. She literally found my 3DS stylus. So <laughs> no um, no dirty thinkers out there, please. <laughs> so yeah, Smash for 3DS. That was uh, one of my favorite games on the system. Um, so there's there's just so many great, especially like first party games because um, I think with like the uh, a DS had amazing third party support. And looking at the first first party games, they're, they're pretty great, but the 3DS, like the first party support, and looking at them compared to their, uh, I guess, just DS um, iterations, they definitely improved on them. I think like uh, when it comes to the 3DS and then like leading through the Wii U years and stuff as well, I felt like they already knew like within a year of the Wii U coming out the gate, it's just like, all right, we know where to shift our focus and they pushed. Yeah. Push the 3ds like really hard, yeah. And I think like that was that was sort of the purpose that come out of it. And then unfortunately, the us that did own a Wii U sort of got left in the dust, which yeah. sucked. But you know, because you can see back when you go back and look at Nintendo's uh, 2014 uh, digital presentation at E3, they were really pushing the Wii U. Like they gave you every reason to pick up a Wii U. Like that was a banger of an E3 presentation. Mm. And yeah. um, then you see in 2015, they're like, all right. We lost. <laughs> you can we, aren't get, we aren't getting anywhere. You can just see it, next, like in 2015. Like they're like, all right, and they they actually said that's what we already knew about NX at the time. And Reggie in the 2015 presentation actually said, "You'll hear about NX in 2016." Mm. Um, so it moved like that quickly very, downhill, very very fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's just so many games like this uh, Tomodachi Life, which was just a really weird game. Which actually, like, I'm on Wikipedia at the moment. It sold 6.59 million copies. Yeah, it's it's Tom all for life. It's it's all for that music simulator. Yeah, and just like getting um, just having like you know, online, you've got all all types of weird me's in there. You've got you've got anyone from Hitler to Reggie to 
don't know, whatever other celebrities you got in there. <laughs> got you, Dan, like all, all sorts of people in there. Just like, it's yeah. just a really weird mix of uh, people, especially through like, um, you were able to import your Mii's to the 3DS through the Wii. And mm. on the Wii, there was the, I forgot what it was called, but was it called the, uh, it wasn't the Mii channel. That's where you made the Mii's, but there was Mii- the- Plaza? The, no, maybe it was the Mii channel. You could like sh- upload Mii's and you can also download Mii's, like other creations from different users. So, like, you can just, like, go through and you can just get any celebrities and Nintendo characters and all that and just bring them in. So, I had just, like, a massive... Is that not Me Plaza? No. Was it? Me Plaza was where you made them? Or... I've, I've actually forgotten. Me Plaza's where they congregated. Mm. And then they would, you could, like, hit a button, they'd do this marchy thing in and just be a bunch yeah. of Me's. Yeah, no, it wasn't that. It was called, It was something... It was a download after afterwards. Yeah, they came around after... Someone have to correct us on that. I cannot remember at no, the time. No. It's well, almost as forgettable as a Mario Kart channel. But let's not get into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or the Weather Channel. Oh, the, I used the Weather Channel. Uh, I did not. <laughs> that was before smartphones. <laughs> so. Um, oh, yes. Drew getting up. He's like, oh, yes. What a lovely morning it is. He pours himself a coffee. He gets a newspaper. He walks into the lounge room. He picks up a remote. But it's not your TV remote. No, it's a Wiimote. Mm. He boots up his Wii and he's like, I wonder what the weather is for the rest of the week. And then he starts it up. He takes a sip of his coffee while looking at the weather in full screen glory and 480p goodness right in his lounge room. So what happens is like... He inserts (laughs) Netflix disc. (laughs) No, I didn't have internet back there, my friend. Um, But yeah, it's just like, what's the weather today? It says it's raining. You look out the window. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I find myself on my phone though, like we've got the, the roller blinds that go down. So it's just completely black when I wake up. So I usually like, all right, what's the weather? I'm like, it's raining. Oh, maybe I can stay in bed a bit longer then. <laughs> uh, so what is, there's so many uh, games, so we won't go too long. But um, one I really do want to touch on is Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. This was a this oh, was magical. This was a real uh, actual surprise. I knew it was a Zelda game. I knew it was going to be great, but actually playing through it and beating it, I'm like, wow, this was very special. Yeah, it was. Um, so I would love to see that maybe made uh, available on Switch or something down the line. However, that is possible. Paper Mario Stick Star didn't didn't. Uh, Kid Icarus. Not a fan. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there, man. Um, I just want to point out as well, The Legend of Zelda: Link Between Worlds only sold 2.51 million copies. That's a shame because that's like one of the worst. Uh, that that that's like one of the worst places to completely forget about a Zelda yeah. title. And you get to the end of that game, it's oh, like on Switch. Even in um, twenty eighteen or you know, with a smaller install base, there's no way in hell a game like that would sell that low on Switch. No. So it kind of just shows you like how far Nintendo's come as far as being able to um, sell their software. Um. Yeah. So that's. Let's uh, discuss, um, yeah, Kid Icarus Uprising. Um, just a fantastic experience. Top, a top top five game for me. Like, I, I don't think many people enjoy it as much as we do. Like, um, the only bad thing we've got to say about the game pretty much is the controls. The controls are not ideal. It's on a system without a second stick. So, you, it's sort of, it's you've got to sort of come up with other ways and then they came up with the touchscreen. So, the touchscreen, you know, it's not great. Um, if I went back and played it now, I'll be like, oh, I don't know. I'm not even that overly invested invested in Pit as a character, but like that entire game with its entirely voice dialogue and everything like that was just awesome. 
Was, yeah. You know, all of the characters had like a vibrant personality. They, you know, even in the midst of dire situations, you're sort of just like, these characters have so much spunk. Yeah. Hades. I love is, Hades. Is like, is like the perfect example of like how to do a smart ass villain correctly in a video game. I feel. Definitely agree. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. One of my favorite soundtracks, um, top five favorite soundtracks. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. music. Like the, the music that was included in um, Smash Bros. Um, Ultimate, you can go and check it out in there. Just, yeah, some of my favorite Nintendo music in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Fire Emblem, obviously getting a huge resurgence on 3DS with Fire Emblem uh, Awakening. Such a beautiful game too, yeah. Yeah, just a great characters, great story, great stuff. I know mm-hmm. producer Dan over here can attest to that, absolutely loves that game. Sunk mm-hmm. over 100 hours into it. Yeah, there you go. 100 so, hours, my friends. 100 hours into very, Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, very good game. Um, did any of you guys get into uh, Fire Emblem um, Fates at all? Did you play much of it? You went really? back to it earlier last year or something, didn't I you? I did. Yeah, I had I had the intention of going back and beating um, the 3DS Fire Emblems. Um, and I got through a fair bit. Uh, enough, enough to say, you know, I've had my time with them. So I've beaten Awakening, I've beaten one of the Fates routes, and then like the other two were kind of just foreign to me. I'm like, oh, bugger it. So yeah, that was about it. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, um, Same with the Echoes. <laughs> this was another one that surprised me. Um, Kirby Planet uh, Robobot. Um, Did really well. Yeah. So I actually like, you know, I sort of brushed off as another Kirby game and I played the demo um, on the eShop and I'm like, wow, this is a lot of fun. Mm. and it just really got me by surprise, and that's actually a demo that actually got me to go out and buy the game. Yeah. Just a fantastic Kirby game, and, like, um, it's just different being able to control the mechs and that, and it's just re- really well done. Um, what else is around here? Obviously, there's so many. I think we'll probably leave it at that. Um, we'll finish off with Majora's Mask 3D. Yep. So, beautiful game to come back, and, I mean, it was an obvious choice. The The thing that's interesting about this title was more or less that a campaign started up um, mm. in, in the in the wake of uh, Operation Rainfall, um, which, if you remember talking us, us talking about it back uh, when Definitive Edition Xenoblade Chronicles was released, um, this, this uh, a, a campaign that sort of followed the same sort of thing called Operation Moonfall came out, and that was the drive and... Uh, the petitioning of Majora's Mask to be uh, ported over in the same way Ocarina of Time did with new visuals and new controls and, you know, just sort of make the game feel nice and lovely and new. And it worked. (laughs) It worked. They managed to get Nintendo to create a whole, well, at least Grezzo, uh, to create a whole new Majora's Mask for the the 3DS. And... um, I know, I know a lot of people hold Majora's Mask up pretty high, especially these days. I don't know what it is about these days and people <laughs> in Majora's Mask. It's millennials. No. I, look, I don't know. We are millennials. I it's like okay. <laughs> I, I, I like the game, but like it, it'll never trump Ocarina's Time for me, mainly because of what that game means to uh, the, the series and other hack and, and, hack and slash adventure games or whatever you want to call it going forward. Um, but uh, Majora's Mask does have an amazing amount of side content with a lot of great stories in there um, that all run on that three cycle day clock. And I feel like uh, it was, it was 100% deserving of being represented 
um, especially being literally Ocarina of Time's expansion uh, before the DD was completely, you know, mm. useless. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so it was it was fantastic to see it there, and um, it definitely grabbed my interest a bit more than going back and playing something on a, like that on an N sixty four controller, where I feel like uh, stuff had to be more precise, and I feel like the 3DS captured that really well. Yeah. Because if you were missing, if you were missing your arrows or something, you'd be wasting time, mm. you know. And then you're gonna reset, and then if you waste too much time, and then you you, you just get frustrated with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So I we we probably have missed out your favorite 3ds game. We can't go through all of them. I do <laughs> talk about it though. We just went through the basically some of the top selling games, but there's just so many games on this system. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic. It will mm. be um, definitely one in the history books I look back on fondly on. Um, but just before we finish up this conversation, the show, Bryce, uh, there's a lot of 3DS models that came out. Uh, the first one, uh, just the the original 3DS being sort of that, it was sort of a weird-looking system, especially going from the um, DSi being the last uh, iteration of the DS, being very nice, very sleek, going to the 3DS, which had this really, really weird sort of laid effect um, once it's closed. Um so let's go through sort of all the models. So what did you think of the initial release um, of the 3DS? You know, going back to it, I've still got mine kicking around. So going back to it and looking at that tiny screen, like it's a wonder. But then again, I think about, mm, I probably had smaller hands back then. So you know, yeah, probably. But like I could not play that thing these days. It's far no, too small. It's way too small. And like the, the Vita, um, you know, it had a huge screen full of time. The Switch obviously makes it look tiny now, mm. but at the time the Vita looked huge, very nice, very crisp, and it sort of made it very hard for me to play the 3DS at the time. It was just way too small. So when the uh, 3DS XL came out, I'm like, I'm definitely upgrading. So I actually mm-hmm. traded in my um, 3DS. Um, being a high school student, I couldn't just keep my old system around just just because I wanted to. I kind of wish I still had it, but I wouldn't have, you know, I needed the money to put towards another system. Yep. But I'm really happy that I did get the XL because it just... It XL was, was awesome. It was a lot nicer to hold. The screen was a lot better size for yep. eyes that you didn't want to ruin. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just a just a really great upgrade. And then going to the the new series, so the, the new 3DS and the new 3DS XL, uh, it was just like, you know, minor upgrades. You got obviously the second nub for like a analog stick, got the uh, uh, NFC capability built into the bottom screen, so you can use Amiibo and all of that. Uh, better RAM and all that type of thing, which uh, sort of <laughs> ended up being just being able to play like Super Smash Bros. and some of the later Pokemon games um, with the ability still to be able to go back to the main screen. Yeah. Um, not have to like force quit the game to go back and had some exclusive titles as well. Yeah, had some exclusive titles as well. Xenoblade Chronicles uh, port from the Wii being one of them. And uh, just stuff like Hyrule Warriors and stuff ran really poorly on the original 3DS and ran better on a slightly new 3DS. Better. Yeah, yeah, like it, it ran a lot better, but it still wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, and obviously the 2DS, which was just a really out of nowhere decision as well. Just like, all right, here's the 2DS. It's a even Jeez, cheaper rich. 3DS. It's a you know different shape. It's not a clamshell. Uh. So it's a cheese wedge. Yeah, literally. Yeah. How's it a loaf of bread? Looks like a loaf of bread. It's a poorly cut loaf of bread. Yeah, actually, yeah, a poorly cut slice of bread, I'd agree with. Yeah, yeah slice, slice of bread. bread. Is that what he meant? Yes. I think so, Oh, yeah. God. Produce- so, slice off a loaf. 
Yeah. That's why producer Dan's producer Dan behind the camera. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then the the last iteration of the the 3DS being the new 3D, no, the new 2DS XL, Mm. which uh, is a, you know, a a cheaper version. The screen isn't quite as good, but, um, and obviously without the 3D feature being cut. And I actually got two of those because I got some Pokemon special editions, which uh, went up for cheap on Amazon. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> and actually, that just like the special editions for the 3DS were absolutely fantastic. I, I pounced on the Majora's Mask uh, new 3DS XL. And then the, the 2DS has obviously got the Pikachu and the Pokeball one, which, which those two especially are really cool. Like the Pokeball one, it's got a pressable button. And there's really cool Zelda ones as well where like the Hyrule... Hyrulean Shield was on, on the top as well and actually was like 3D printed on top. Yeah. Just like really cool designs. Yeah. So um, I wish I could have bought more. but I only bought two and that was the OG and the 3DS XL. <laughs> I never bought any after that. You're a responsible young man. I am a responsible. I don't own four. <laughs> you only think I have four? Is it only... Pokeball, I got sorry. Pikachu, XL, XL, Majora's Mask, yeah, and I've got the just new 3DS as well. The small oh one yeah, with you the do face too. With the face plates, five man, yeah man, Jesus Christ, one for each limb and my tongue. You're unbelievable. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. Jesus, 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 that's Christ. a lot of 3DS. You think about that. You, you I'll, think, I'll think about it. You yeah. think you think about that. That's over a thousand dollars in in three DS models. I'm just that cool, man. You could have paid for your PS five. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I'd uh, rather five three DSs than one PS five. No. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'll I'll know what you're doing this Christmas then. <laughs> Buying five more. <laughs> No, why would I do that? I've already got I've already got my five. Because you just said you'd prefer the five over the over the PS five. But I've got the five three DSs, so now, now you need ten. Oh no, well, fuck I do too. <laughs> uh, you still have a few special editions to buy. You still have like the Samus one and then you still have uh, like Nah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty actually content. I'm content with my three DSs. Really, you're content with five three DSs. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's the collector in me, Bryce. That's the collector in me. Yeah, but I think that's like literally the only thing that you've collected that's not individual video games. Uh, well, it's the systems, uh, Amiibo, games. What else uh, do I need to collect? Do you have all the Wiis yet? No, I've only got one Wii. Well, there you go. <laughs> there's your next. There's your next venture. I need the. the you one. need the Wii Mini. No, well, I have to go to Canada for that. You can still get one online. Nah, I don't want to. I'll be right. <laughs> it's got no. It's got no online. I can't uh, try to launch the Wii Shop that is being discontinued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Bryce, let's wrap this up. So, last thoughts on the 3DS. Do you wish it well, or you you saying good riddance? No, I wish it well. You know, um. It was it it was a handheld that lasted a really long time, but as as a common discussion on this show is, you know, I think Switch is what it needs to be going forward. I think um, as as good as the 3DS was, I think uh, it's very telling where Nintendo puts their chips when the when their things are looking down, 
and that is in what is more successful at the time, and that's either the handheld or the console division. Uh, during the DS, I'd arguably say it was probably more successful in the Wii area. So a lot of money sort of went into there. Oh. They're both really successful at the time, so they were. But I, a fe- different, yeah. I, I feel like more went into the Wii, personally. Like, I just feel like there was a lot of things there. Two Galaxy games, a really good Zelda game, two really good Zelda games, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, whereas with this one, it was very much more apparent that the 3DS was already sort of like struggling, but then they picked it back up. They tried to do the same with the Wii U, but the Wii U flopped. Yeah, they just didn't do anything with the Wii U. They never cut the price. They never mm. did anything aggressive enough where the 3DS, they came out, a uh, hundred bucks, gone. Yeah. Which was very aggressive, so. And I think I think it, it it is sort of just like telling that they're slowly they're slowly starting to lose their touch on managing two console markets, and they kind of just need to merge it into one one singular space. And I think that's what they're doing, you know. And I think that's what they want to do from now on. Yeah. Um, because it's obvious that they're the masters of handheld. You know, they're never going to be beaten in that department again. The Vita was already telling of that, so mm. um, I think. As as much as I'll sort of miss the 3ds at the same time, I think like going forward, the way we the direction we're going is probably probably a positive one. Yeah, absolutely. Like it is, if they were still making 3ds games, I'd be kind of baffled. But um, it's it's kind of it's like one of those situations when you know a loved one is you know it's 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 their time to move on. Like you had great times with them, but it's a bit it's, that's a bit morbid. It is a bit morbid. But. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean, though. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Don't worry. I, I, I get you. I, I get, get you. Yeah. All right. So, everyone, let's wrap it up there. Bryce, it was great talking to you. Mm. Yes, it was. It was. It's great talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, it was. It was shit talking to you, though. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, everybody, thank you very much for listening to the House of Murray episode 160. If you liked the show, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me at iDruby. You can follow Bryce at IV Revan, and you can follow the show at the House of Mario. Um, if you want to, if if we want to keep producer Dan around any longer, um, I guess you can visit our Patreon page, and we might be able to give him a full time job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pay him two dollars an episode, mind you. Has to drive down from Adelaide during that time too. Please, yeah. I need to buy food. I'm so <laughs> Give you rice. <laughs> you live off of it. One does, grain of rice, please. He doesn't. He does an eight-hour round trip, and we'll pay him by like getting medallions from the the uh, from the servo from the servo because it's the only place open literally at the moment in our town. <laughs> we do not have a Macca's or any of those fast food outlets that are open twenty-four-seven. No, no, we have a Caltech service station. Mm. Has all right. The medallions have gone down in quality, though. I feel they have. They definitely have. They have yeah, they're so, definitely not the same anymore. So I said I'm going back to Adelaide. Yeah, well, you may as well at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, I'll buy you a Stax burger, but you've got that oh, in Adelaide now too. We do. Mm. I haven't been there yet. Stax is beautiful. Yeah, you should go there if you're going to Mount Gambier. That's a, that's a Bryce travel tip for the listeners. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, like, and Stax is good. All right, it was it, it was built up by a local. He's like younger than us, I think. Probably, I'm pretty sure he is. It's yeah. one of those moments where it's like, oh god, I think he's 24. Yeah, nice. 24 is year, 24 years old. He made one one in uh, Mount Gambier and then moved to Adelaide. Yeah, that's disgusting. 
It's pretty good. That's disgusting. It's pretty good. I've got to give him that much credit. He, he, got makes, he makes a good burger. Oh, my God. They're, they're good burgers. They're good burgers. Mm. Yeah. Especially down here where, like, everyone uses the same beef patties as well, which is just, like, ordinary stuff from the supermarket. I want to go try it. There's, there's another burger shop in Megami that I did not realize that even popped up called Natural Born Grillers. Oh, yeah. Is that where Radio Rentals used to be? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I see a burger place there. I'm like, huh, a burger place. And I never... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're wrapping this up. So this week's Nintendo jukebox is by Nate Wants to Battle, and it's a uh, it's a cover of Kid Icarus Uprising Dark Pits theme. So talk about 3ds and music we like. So there's one for you. So guys, until next week, the doors to the House of Mario are closed. Catch you later. Goodbye.